I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Where was Jamie? Jamie jumped up and looked right in the camera. Yeah, taking over the <laughs> podcast from me. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's busy. What, what can I do? What can I do? It was pretty cute. The cat's taken over. I like it. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, more younger and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith it's so funny because when I, I do my morning pages and I said I do my morning pages in the big book he just bite because he, he's not getting the attention she just bites the book bites the pen stands on the book <laughs> I'm like okay love calm down <laughs> You look very fresh, Maureen. I must say, yes. to you, Alison. I actually look terrible, as always. This is a this is a new dress. It's a really nice dress. Three ninety nine. Yeah. Of course, it's three ninety nine. Maureen, put, bring your camera up a bit so I can see your face. Lovely. Oh yeah, okay. Not just your tats. To be fair, they're quite a nice pair of boobs. But they yeah, look absolutely great rack you've got there, Maureen. <laughs> that dress—they look tremendous. It's a really yeah. good dress. You, you. I must say, you're on fire. That dress that you wore on. Oh God! What day? Friday. Was it? Was it Friday. Yes, yeah, so hack me. It was, that was such a lovely dress. That was monsoon, very expensive monsoon dress for nine ninety nine. <laughs> it was such a nice dress, Alison. Honestly. Yeah, you would have loved it, Alison. She works magic with dresses. I don't know what secondhand stores you're going to, but I, I've like, got to stop. I, even I, I've got no room in my wardrobes now. Even I, I don't understand that. how you're, where you're putting it. I've got. I don't either. I mean, at one point, the racks are going to just collapse. I bought a new jacket yesterday as well. Nice sheepskin jacket. I was like, because I haven't got enough coats. Um, you just bought three coats, didn't you? <laughs> what? You're the one you wore on... Oh, sorry, my voice is... Because it's so early in the morning. I sound like oh, I'm one... a, a teenage boy that's, whose <laughs> voice is breaking. The one I wore on Friday was lovely. That's a nice coat, isn't it? Yeah, 20 quid, East Ex. Brand I can't new. believe that was 20 quid. That's a couple hundred quid, that coat, isn't it? Oh, it's a really expensive coat. Really lovely coat. And I'm quite glad I met it because I met G- Gok Wan on Friday. So I'm quite, I was glad that I looked, ah. looked the part. Yeah, we had a little bit of Gok. Gok came to my show on Friday at the Hackney Empire. And um, that's the end of that anecdote, <laughs> I think. <laughs> he, Gok, is actually best friends with... Look, this is the first time I'm going to say it on this podcast. I hope it's okay. Uh, we took a little break, but I do another little podcast, Horror Motel, and Martin Buddy Galore, who I do it with, is best friends with uh, Gok. Oh, Gok wants best friends with a lot of people. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be now one of his best friends. Oh, my God, I want to be one of his best friends. Gok, if you're listening, I should be your new best friend. Yeah. Gok's not listening. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> he's not listening to this. 
But it's a really nice chat. We've got oh, we've he's got really, lovely. He's really Honest, got a good conversation. I think he might be one of the most charismatic people I've ever met in my life. Oh my god! Apart you know from me and Alison, apart from, apart Alison, from you and Alison, of course. I mean, Maureen, I was just about to say, Gok has an aura, as do you <laughs> and Alison. <laughs> There's an, like a like an aura that he has around him. You know how people that are just supposed to be famous have like an aura? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's got one I... of those. So people are drawn to him. I went to sit down and poor Gok had moved because somebody had wanted a selfie with him. And I went to sit down. I nearly sat on Gok. And then this couple were like, excuse me, we're trying to have a picture taken. And I was like, oh, I'm so, oh, so, so dreadfully so sorry. sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jeff, you just not, I'm I'm so sorry. I just told her, hack me. Do you mind? I, I, I'm so dreadfully sorry, but you're sitting in my seat. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And then when someone sits in your seat and it's like, oh, could you get out of the way, please? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, that was nice. That was fun. Um, uh, Alison, how's your week been, my lovely? My week's been really good, except for the fact that, uh, look, I don't mean to go negative out of the gates here, guys. It's... No, do it. That's usually what I do, so you do it. Can we talk the bed bug infestation that is happening in Paris and is slowly making its way over to the UK? Uh, didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a thing, Maureen. It's a thing right now. Uh, well, it's a thing. They're disinfecting all the tubes, aren't they? Because there's bed bugs on the tubes. Apparently. Well, they they keep saying it's not out of control. Everything's okay right now, but I'm seeing videos of people showing bed bugs on the Victoria line, showing the actual. Yeah, the Victoria line is supposed to be the worst. Oh, Maureen, watch out! Oh, and if you can see bed bugs, <laughs> you're in trouble. Uh, I have bed bugs are like my one of my personal phobias. Being a person who travels in hotels, and I've had. A bunch of comedian friends back in Canada. Now, it's not even the quality of the hotel. Fancy, fancy hotels. I had a friend who got an inf- uh, invent, like, got bitten to death in a real high-end hotel. I've had friends, you know, bitten. Um, I do a bed buck inspection all the time. I've, like, learned so many things to look for. And just this is actually, it, the fact that it's happening, I'm terrified uh, i called my mom yesterday and i was like mom there's bed bugs there's and she's like oh god you've been worried about that for years <laughs> i was like i have been i have been mom so i uh i'm i'm protected though because my mom prayed uh that i will not get oh, uh, any oh, bed bugs so if you want really help anyone who wants any prayers from my mom uh she's willing to pray for bed bugs we we discussed we discussed things going on in the world but she decided to pray for me and bed bugs so you know i what? love you mom i because I, I listened to a conversation on the tube and they were talking about bed bugs on the tube or something and i was like what are these idiots on about uh and i obviously that was the i was like you don't get bed bugs on the tube twats <laughs> yes and, um, you do anyway Maureen. luckily i didn't voice my um derision turns out you do Maureen. <laughs> turns out you do um, to be honest, I've been on the Victoria line quite a bit. I've not seen a single bed bug. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a little bit of hysteria around this as well. I'm not yeah, saying that there that... aren't bed bugs for anyone that's sitting there going, actually, Jennifer, so I think you'll find that yeah, there's it's bed bug a go-go out there. Just because you haven't seen them doesn't mean they don't exist. Um, I'm not saying that. I just it's think... like God. It's, yeah, exactly. It's just uh, maybe not quite as... I don't. I don't think it's quite as bad as they're 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 freaking out about. I don't even know how bad it is in Paris. Oh, bad. Maybe it is absolutely horrific, but I don't think it's quite at that stage here in the UK. I mean, it's something to be aware of. I, I suppose if you are concerned, don't sit yep. down on the chairs. Good point. That's, Very that's valid point. Number one. That great for you, Maureen. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, yeah. I will still <laughs> sit, sit down. It was bed bugs. If it's bed bugs and sitting down or standing, I'm going to go for the bed bugs. Oh my God, Maureen! Go. I don't even want you to say those words out no, loud. I'm I don't not even standing. want you to say. Oh, Jamie's behind me. Oh, Jamie's behind. Um, all all right. I'm going to say uh. is, as we travel over the next little while, because Jen, you know, touring around, and I know Maureen and I have both been with you, which has been fantastic. Suitcases in the bathtub from now on, not on the bed, not on the floor. Just saying. Really? Yeah, in the bathtub because the bed bugs. There's no um, fabric, so you don't like put your ceramic. suitcases. Oh. No, no. Sorry, I don't mean to go on about it, but I'm just, we all need to be aware. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, I'll add that to the list of things I've got to think about. Um, You're well, welcome. You're I, welcome, Do you know Jen. what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> it's just too much. I've had a less stressful week because I've, I've, uh, I started knitting this jumper ages ago and never finished it. So I'm now finishing this jumper. Oh no, not the, not the, not the dreaded jumper. No, it's a different pattern. Oh, I like it. Is it a V-neck? Ooh. Yeah. So I'm doing the, uh, I just didn't sew it up and I've got to do the neck bit and then that's finished. So I'm showing this because it kind of features in my Be More Mooring 
Um, so yeah, so this knitted jumper, it, it's quite a nice jumper. Beautiful red. It looks great, more, and I can't wait to yeah. see it on. You've, you've, you've got so many jumpers. You've got, you've got a new lease of life, haven't you? You know, do you notice that, Alison? Do you think Maureen's reverberating? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? She's so she's glowing with energy and optimism. She's glowing with energy. Oh, saying that, yes. I fell asleep last half, yesterday afternoon for three or four hours. But you know that behavioral activation thing, which I sent you both? Yes. It's really, really yes. good tool. I am really going to look into it. I actually was like, Maureen, send me that information yeah, you... because, yeah. Maureen yeah. sent it to me as well, and I will also take a look at it because I think it, it's kind of it's almost like CBT, isn't it? Like it, it is part. It is a CBT thing. It is. Is it? Yeah. Well, I think every, anyone can make use of that. Yeah. For for for, an, for a part of their life yeah. that's not that they feel like oh, I need to get on top of. Yeah, this I put a, thing I put a link whatever. on my social media to one, to which explains it. But I just find it's very because even if I don't keep to it, I look at it and it as I had knitting as one of the things to do, and I thought, well, why don't I just finish knitting that jumper, which has been in a box for about two years. I've knitted it all apart from one little bit, so. Yeah, I think it's it's really helping me, I think. so that. Well, I can see that it's helping mm. you. And also just in terms of you, like, writing new stand-up and you wanting to be, um, you know, more proactive about stuff that you want to do with your career. Well, I mean, you haven't had the headspace to do it before. No, that's to true. To be fair. <laughs> so, I mean, it, 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 there's also that. But, um, yeah, you haven't wasted any time. No. And, well. uh, Alison, I have to say the same for you, actually. Mm. I wanted to say this to you the other day. I've been very impressed. You've been bibbing and bobbing and uh, making all of the changes and being very proactive. And, you know, as we've said in the last episode, Alison has organised a tour. You know, like, this is stuff that's really hard to get to the place where you can do it. And it's, I'm just so proud of you for doing it because it, it is tricky, particularly, as we said the other day, if you haven't got, if people aren't getting you on the telly, if you're not allowed, yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? How are you? How are you supposed to, as a performer, get the audience to come and see you and find yeah. you? Because if they find you, they'll yes. bloody love yeah. you. But they got to know about you first. Yeah, yeah. they got to know about you first. So that's that's. Um, and I think, uh, Alison, this will be the start, and then you can just keep touring and touring as as and when. You're so, so lovely, uh, Jen, and it's well, because of you that, uh, you know, I'm because even being of me. To... <laughs> yes, it is. Your audience is. Look, uh, we won't talk comedy too much, but I just want to say this. This is a part of what I think in life is networking. And I think sometimes women, we haven't been given the opportunity to network like some gentlemen have. So, like, I agree. there's lots of men who tour or lots of men in business who get something and then they go, hey, my mate. Uh, you know, either you introduce them to the audience or you introduce them to a position. And I just think because women haven't been in, in so many positions higher up that we haven't been able to do that networking for other sisters like the, the bros have been able to. Or so even if you get there, you're, you've been told there's only space for space one. Space for one. Like Highlander. Highlander. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Only, there's only you. And so then you know there's this whole idea well I can't invite anyone else in because yeah. that will mean that I'll get pushed out. Yeah. Um, which I think is a nonsense it actually. is yeah yeah um so yeah um but also my audiences are i mean if anyone is listening that has come to see me on tour i think my audience may be the best audience they are amazing you are all electric any <laughs> anyone who's bought a ticket to jen's show so far that i've seen and i'm sure maureen that you've seen oh my god they're so lovely <laughs> oh my god some of the shows we've had have been ridiculous yeah. like you're just like what is wrong with you? I mean, before any of us have even walked on stage, they're like, Wah! yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not bringing that energy. <laughs> we all know that. That's not true. And listeners, WTB listeners who are going to Jen's show, thank you. What a treat. I literally can hear them. I don't know about you, Maureen, but you mm. hear sometimes in the crowd, we walk on stage and you're like, oh, that's a WTB listener. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, Jen. And you're like, oh, yeah, I really am friends with Jen, guys. Like, it's almost like they're like, you're not lying. You guys know. So it's uh, it's been real fun. It's been fun. <laughs> That's not what they're saying. They're going, that's Alison from WTV. <laughs> I hope that's Maureen does doing. a moment live in front of us. I mean, you that's know, quite like, possible. Well, that is quite I possible. Mean, to be fair, I don't know if actually that has happened, but no, it's but it's, possible. It's, it's quite feasible, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't wish that, but it would be I mean, fun if people were like, <laughs> so, live, those of you who are at the blah, blah, blah <laughs> show, do you remember when? And I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to imagine anything bad happening. It's going to happen at some point. <laughs> there's, there's, let's be honest, there's still enough time yeah. in this tour for that to happen. I hope it happens um, when we're all together because there's a couple of shows that we're, all three of us are going to be there, hey? So I hope it does so we can be yes. like, it just happened, everyone. Yeah. 
Yes, coming up at the end of November, if you are coming to see either the show in Manchester and or in or Nottingham, what am I saying? Manchester, and Nottingham, Manchester, Birmingham? Manchester, and Nottingham, Birmingham, and I Birmingham, think. Yeah, yeah, you will see the WTB trio, and you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we've all had a week, which is absolutely dynamite, as always, kicking it in the proverbial D-I-C-K. But now it's time to turn to the younger of the Maureen kind, for she has a moment, and it is absolutely bananas. What is your people Maureen moment, Maureen? I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it was oh. fine in the end, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> Well, it wasn't the one I was going to say, which was gender oh. related. It's one that I'm going to do. It just happened about an, an hour ago. So, oh, then it's not we, the one that I thought. No, it's not the one you thought. So you don't Ooh. know this. Ah. <gasps> so, well, why don't we talk about that then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we had to get up. We have to. We were recording this at eight, which for comics is incredibly early. I know for people with normal jobs, eight, in, like, the morning. Yeah, eight morning. in the morning. <laughs> you're going well. Anyway, so I was. I woke up. It was about seven. And my cat always sleeps at the bottom of my bed. And um, I could see her. And I was like, and I somehow she was between my legs. It was a really uncomfortable position. I was like, I did this thing where I can't move because I wake the cat up. I mean, it's not, a pro- I've done this before with a cat where I didn't move for three hours. And then I eventually moved at half three in the morning. And the cat got up and went back straight to sleep. I mean, cats don't have suffer from insomnia. But I was like, I can't wake Jamie up. I can't wake You can up. totally wake Jamie up. Anyway, so I am... Lounging like this, in the end, I was like, it's weird she hasn't come up because she normally comes up to me when she knows I'm awake. Anyway, it turns out it wasn't Jamie, it was a ball of wool. It was a red <laughs> ball of wool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maureen, you didn't move because you didn't want to disturb a red ball of wool. I don't want to wake up the wool. <laughs> the wool gets so angry when it's I mean, woken if up. If it would have been black, you could have said, well, you know. But look, look at the size of it's it. It's red. And also, it's tiny. It's... Maureen, that, how could you possibly have thought that was a cat? Oh, well, I... <laughs> it's one third the size of the cat. It's one fourth. One third the size, yeah, of Jamie. I don't know. I just... And the weight as well. It's, it's wool. It doesn't weigh anything. I just saw the lump there. How did you even notice it was there? <laughs> I just saw the lump there between my legs. You saw a red lump between no, your legs and you know- thought it was Jamie. For some reason, I didn't notice it was red. I just saw this So wait lump. a second. No, no, okay, all right. Sorry, I've just got to unpack this. Was it under the blanket? Uh, was it? No, under- no, it was on top of the blanket. Oh, no, it was on top of the blanket. I was willing to defend you. Wait a second. But- <laughs> I must have been you, I was obviously you half asleep. S- yeah, sure, sure. You're half asleep. Um, you feel... Uh, I don't know how you can feel it because it's a ball of wool, which is, all, as we know, not very heavy. You feel a ball of wool yeah, uh, near your feet and you're like, that's the cat. You get up to check. Now, I kind yeah. of look up and I can see the bump. You look up. See the you, bump. You look up. You see the bump. The red yeah. bump. The red bump. Well, I didn't notice that it was red, obviously. You didn't notice it was red. So you saw it. But I didn't you take saw, in that it was but red. But you didn't take it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, there's no, I, there's nothing. There's there, there's nothing. Uh, finally, we've got to a beam of water. I better, where we yeah, can yeah, go. yeah. Because it's been a few where, where we've gone. Go, well, to that. be fair, I, could I can do see that. how that yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, that could have happened to anyone. But now we're back in the room with Maureen Younger, who has a beam of water moment. That I'm like, no, Maureen. They, nobody would have looked at a ball of wool or felt a ball of wool and thought it was a cat. They would have gone, that is a ball of wool. Yeah, but I just saw like there was like a. I just saw it, but I didn't click it was red. And then you saw it. And then when yeah, I looked, funny that. the second time I looked, I was like, oh, it's red. And then I realized it was a ball of wool. Oh my God, I love you so much. Well, oh, Jen, no, we've all been there. there. You've woken up. Oh my God, is that one of my children? No, just a cotton ball. You've been there. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, that's true. More, uh, Alison, often, often is the time I've mistaken my oh, child. Oh, cotton ball, shit. I thought it was a kid. All, all right. right, yeah. Yeah, okay. there we go. Yeah, it happens. You know what it's like? We see, you go, there's a little indentation in the bed. It must be a child. Um, <laughs> that's quite a good be memorial, isn't it? I mean, it's I mean, a really yeah, good one. We're, absolutely. We're, we're delighted with that. Yeah. That's the best of the series so far. Um, <laughs> that you thought a ball of wool was a cat. We should rank them. We should really be keeping track and be like, what's our, you know, top, a top yearly three. review? The best of the, our favorite Maureen 
Let's do that. Listeners, if you have favourites, keep them in mind and let us yep. know. Another great example of Maureen's fantastic observation skills. Um, that's, why, that's why I'm an observational comic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dynamite. You ever been there where you thought um, it was a cat, but it was just a... <laughs> well, well, hey, hey. <laughs> Definitely open with that. <laughs> Here's something we can all relate to. <laughs> the old cat ball of wool scenario. Yeah, we've all been there. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, anyway Maureen, thank you very much for your Being More Maureen moment. Finally, this one did not disappoint. Um, but now let's turn back to AJS, or I'm, as I'm about to uh, begin calling her from now on. Uh, AJS, it doesn't really have a ring, does it? Ajaraj. Or Alison June Smith, because it's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Thank you again, listeners who have written in. I'm very grateful for sharing all of your situations. Uh, Again, not a professional here, but love to listen. Uh, Here we go. Uh, This one. Hi, Allison. Wondering if you can help me with this one. My partner and I have been together for 10 years or so and have a wonderful son. Uh, My girlfriend is Awesome. She's kind, funny, loyal, all the things that you could want from a partner. But the physical side of our relationship went years ago, and I miss having that with someone. Sex aside, there's no intimacy whatsoever. We don't even really cuddle. Uh, I've raised it up before, and she says it's just from being overtouched with the kids, but I suspect it's more than that. Uh, I think for both of us, our relationship has changed. We adore each other, and we make a great co- we make great co-parents and best friends, but I suspect that that's where things end. I think about leaving occasionally, but I do love our lives together. I love spending time with her and I wouldn't want that to end. Leaving also means breaking up the family. I can't even picture how that would work. Uh, At the same time, though, I came out of the closet in my 20s and sometimes I wonder what was the point of that. Uh, I don't feel that way about her anymore and I miss being with someone who I'm attracted to who feels that way about me. Everything else is good, uh, though, so do I stay? If you could tell me what to do, that would be much appreciated. First off, Thank you for sharing your problems. Secondly, no one can ever tell you what to do and no one should ever tell you what to do. Can I just say that right away? Okay? No one ever should tell you what to do. Uh, Me, no one. Okay? Um, But I appreciate you're looking for suggestions. So I've, I've got some things. Okay. Number one, you mentioned your son. You have a family. I'm just curious, how long has it been since she's had the child? How old is the child? Sometimes after birthing, it can take a long time to get back into the groove, right? So I was just curious about how old is your child? And uh, maybe that has a little bit to do with things, okay? Um, have you revisited this conversation with her? Um, not not a, a uh, um, why aren't we doing this or not an attack, but start with, I am feeling like you know, we are not in the, I am feeling, I am feeling statements. That way it's never an attack. You're not, you're not accusing anyone of anything, but you have every right to discuss how you feel. So just curious if you've revisited that. Um, it's interesting because there's a thing called the prickle effect. And I was reading about this and I think it's a very common thing. Often with couples, you get to the point where the only time you are touching is to engage, uh, sex. And, so you get to the point then that maybe if you're not in the mood, someone touches you and you don't even want to, you know, it's called the prickle effect. Sometimes just spending time and touching each other. I mean, sitting on the couch and holding hands, just an arm around one another. Touch that doesn't lead to sex can begin to reignite the intimacy. So maybe having a conversation with your partner about that. Not even sex, just like, hey, you know. Can we can we begin the cuddle again? Can we be, just begin that, okay, to avoid what they call the prickle effect, which, hey, I, you are not alone in this sort of thing, okay? There's a lot of couples, a lot of us out there that go through these situations. So um, don't be upset about that. Uh, spend time without the kids. Uh, I know it must be hard in this day and age, but if you could do something with your partner without the child, 
Again, not a sexy, intimate thing. I'm talking just go to a movie, go to dinner. Things with just the two of you. So you remember you have a world without the kids. You two are a team. That's really important. Uh, You can learn something new together. I was reading about some couples who like took a class, learned a second language. Cooking together. Make a point to like, okay, once a week we're going to make a meal together. You know, doing things to exercise together. You an exercising couple. Things to do together. When we want to get into the world of sex, I know this sounds ridiculous, but you kind of, I think sometimes we got to make it a priority. It sounds so unsexy to be like, shall we schedule an appointment for 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday? But you know what? Sometimes that's what needs to happen. The world is busy, right? It's a busy place. So maybe eventually looking into that. Of course, I'm going to say speak with a, a, a therapist, a counselor, someone who specializes in this. But I know sometimes it can, it, it can even take a while to get to that point. So a few steps ahead of that, I think th- these might uh, help a bit. But it is better to talk about this with your partner and the person you love and trust than not and have things maybe get worse or have things eventually, you know, you act out on... I think discussing, as uncomfortable as it may be, is your best key. Um, and I wish you the best of luck and just know you're not alone. And this is very common. And yeah, I, I hope that that gives you some place to start. And thank you so much for sharing this problem with us. Alison, thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that that's not an unusual situation to be in, I don't think. You yeah. know, I mean, and I think, it, you know, whether it be straight or lesbian or gay male relationships, whatever it might be, um, you're, yeah, or any, whatever, you know, it's two people, two human beings yeah. in a long-term relationship, particularly with children. Wow, that is, the kids make the whole thing very unsexy. Um, It's going to make it harder and harder to find those times to be intimate and to connect. And I think it is really about connection. It sounds like you have that connection with your partner, which is the key. Yeah. And... Again, I'm not, as Alison said, neither of us are telling you what to do at all. I would say that it sounds like you're thinking about, you know, maybe leaving or, God forbid, having an affair. Don't, I mean, I would could thoroughly advise you not to do that. We're not that. telling you, but we're advising. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you, and I'm certainly not judging you, but I would be advising you not to do that because inviting another person into your relationship before it ends is uh, just a whole world of pain. But what I would say is, um, and I think with lesbian relationships, uh, you know, it is harder, uh, not least because um, there isn't a particular appendage indicating that someone is excited. Oh, my God, Maureen, what is going on? Is that the cat? Yeah, she's got up and she's knocking notebooks off. She's knocking notebooks off. I was just at, <laughs> we're just at the point of talking about appendages and, and something <laughs> fell. Like, and I think she's about to jump jump time. on this. I've got to take her down. Sorry, guys. Okay, no problem. Don't know. Maureen, you go and take her down. Uh, what was I saying? So uh, often, I think with women, it can be hard to find the what. What is the what is the um, what is the indicator? What is the catalyst for us to have sex? Mm. You know, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, I imagine sometimes you wake up, your partner's got a boner. He's like, we've got to do something about this. And then you're like, oh, God, all right. And then you think, I don't really want to. And then by the time you're into it, you're like, oh, I'm having a lovely time. I'm so glad that we did this. But you might not have initiated it. Okay, but the boner was there. But for lesbians, no one's bonering it. We're both like, do you know what I mean? There's also, and I did do some stand-up about this years ago, but there's also, it does take... Uh, longer uh, and they've also got to set the time aside you know you can't be like oh we'll have a quickie because a quickie is like fucking an hour and a half so there's that can also be a bit of a downer it's like oh now we're gonna get this going uh do i want to have sex do i want to have a bacon sandwich you know, it's one, of those, one of the two i know i love sex I but i was like oh, a bacon sandwich <laughs> well i'm not gonna lie to you a bacon sandwich often wins but um I, I, but the thing that you said, Alison, about um, having that sort of physical touch without it leading to sex, I think is so mm-hmm. important. And also you can do that in stages. It can be the holding the hands, holding of the hands or putting, you know, you know, just having some sort of connection when you're sitting on the sofa, even if it's just like one of you's got your legs on the other one's lap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you can lead to, it can lead to something a, a bit more intimate. Try lying in bed together, 
you know, being in bed together without any clothes on. No talk of sex. No, we're not going to have sex. We're just going to be naked in bed together. We're going to cuddle. We're going to connect. We're going to rediscover each other's, like, sometimes it's like, I can't even remember what your tits feel like. You know, like, you reconnect that way. And then that might then lead to sex or it might not it might just lead to this very intimate moment of you two being naked in bed maybe have a little cheeky massage if you can get a massage out of it come on why not do that Mm. you've got to think about yourself even Maureen's into that Uh, idea come on massages yeah you doesn't have to you don't even have to have sex just be like oh I'd love it if you were naked and massaging me anyway whatever these are the things but you have to set the time aside and it's so easy to go oh god should we I don't know if I can be bothered and when you've got young kids Uh. By the time you get to bed, the last thing you want to do is like a little bit of jiggy time. And then, you know, first thing in the morning, which used to be the time that Chloe and I were always like bing, bang, bong. We can't do that anymore because it's like the kids are up at six going, hiya. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> so look, don't, don't, don't despair is what I'm, all I would add to Alison's incredible advice. Don't despair. The prickle effect is a real thing, but it's not, it, it, you can get past it. Um, you just have to, both want to get past yeah. it and 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 I think you can and I think if you said to your partner look we've uh, this feels like the end of the road for us as an actual real couple unless we do something I think she'll be like oh no I don't want that yeah so let's let's try good luck and enjoy the naked massage you're welcome yes yeah 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 <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> Alison, thank you so much for your advices. As always, tippity bloody top. But now, let us find out. It has been a time for us, a whole seven days, and we have been using our eyes to look at things on a box. What have we been looking at? Uh, I watched the first episode of The Reckoning, which is a TV series about Jimmy Savile. Uh, Oh, oh, is this the one with Steve Coogan? Steve Coogan. Coogan. Uh, but, I don't know if I fancy it. Yeah, I don't know I mean, either. For, the, for those who aren't British, uh, Jimmy Savile was a massive, massive... Uh, paedophile. Massive <laughs> paedophile, but also a massive star. In, in He was a DJ. He was a TV presenter for a top children's show that I remember watching as a kid. Uh, Jim will fix it. He was. Uh, he knew lots of people. He was He was a big, big star. He was star. very well connected well to connected like government. Yeah. Establishment, sorry, that's the word I was And um, anyway, he turned out to be a massive paedophile. Um just got away with it for for years and years and years. Yeah. I watched the first episode. Steve Coogan is uh is fantastic as 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 Jimmy Savile. Absolutely brilliant. Do Obviously, you want that a... in your life? Anyway, go on. Yeah, I watched the first episode. It's really well done. He is a horrendous character, Jimmy Savile. 
they do it you feel so uncomfortable you see it from the victim's gaze it's not it's not uh, you know it's not um Oof. i can't think of the word but sometimes these things can be like a, you know where they they kind of get off on the on yes the, it becomes uh, yeah I can't like that the word, jeffrey dar like the the dharma uh well, thing yeah, it's all from his perspective, perspective it's like i don't fucking want it from your perspective. i don't want to glorify are, yeah, yeah, yeah it's not i don't want to glorify it's not glorifying you. it it's not titillating uh you you feel really uncomfortable watching it and i watched the first episode and i'm not sure i'm going to watch the other three i think steve coogan by the way is brilliant as jimmy savile sure and it is really well oh, i don't doubt he's fantastic steve especially yeah, when yeah. he does I mean, people like whenever he oh, imitates oh stan laurel oh, oh he was brilliant as stan so laurel good. absolutely yeah. brilliant yeah um it's really well done i think it's been done with the victims in like it's kind of pleading the case of the victims yeah i'm not sure i'd want to watch the whole three because he's such a horrendous character and it's such an uncomfortable watch but um it is really well done so well, yeah, I mean, I th but I think that's the problem because it is so well done. I don't think I can watch it. Watch it. I just, I, I he's such a disgusting human being. Yeah. That I don't know if I want to invite that into my living room. <laughs> and and I and, and I and I bet it's brilliant. Uh, and Steve Coogan is fantastic in it. But I find him utterly repugnant, and the very idea of having. Yeah. Or even, I think there's a lot of it that I, you know, I do that we do know about. But I think there's plenty that I think if it's dramatized through the the gaze of the victim, that's going to make it feel even more, more horrendous, more uncomfortable. So I don't know. As certainly at the moment, I, that's not what I'm looking for, television wise. But I, yeah, I, I can see that um, that it's been really well done. And I know that, um, that Steve Coogan was interviewed about it, and he was he said that. Um, he did find it very difficult what during the filming and that there were there were certain there was a certain particular scene where he was like i don't i can't i don't want to do that i can't do that you know um and uh i think they did do it but they did it in a different way so that it was it wasn't quite as graphic mm. but he was like this is too i can't do this um so they so i think there was something that Jimmy Savile did that they intimate at okay. rather than that. Do you know what I mm -hmm, mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think he actually, whilst he was whilst they were making um, the drama, found that found it quite difficult to be in his skin. Ugh. You know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him interview, and he said the reason why he, I think he went on with it, is because you know if you keep if you don't tell these stories, then they happen again. You know, you've got to make people aware of what's going on because the problem at the time because. You know, a lot of you know, if they he chose all predators choose people that can't really fight back, don't yeah. they? And they, you know, even people complained they weren't believed. They were just there was one girl. I don't know if it features in the story, but she was she was in a home and she reported it, and they locked her in a room and said, until you take back what you said, when you're not coming out of the room because they just assumed she was lying, making it. Wow. Up. Oh God, it makes me so cross. Yeah. Well, the reckoning that's on the BBC. Um, if you live abroad, I don't know how you would access it. <laughs> but certainly if you live in the UK, you can get it on iPlayer. And I think it's all... Is it all up there, Maureen? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It's all up there. So uh, maybe don't binge watch it. Maybe pace yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, feel like it's, I feel like it's a pace yourself kind of show. Yeah. Um, I, uh, on the other hand, have been watching... Uh, and again, I'm very slow to the... Uh, uptake with this but um, I've been watching a, a documentary it's on the BBC again and it's called Once Upon a Time in Northern Ireland and it is absolutely fantastic I've, I've heard I've heard it recommended a few times on different podcasts and different friends recommending it and I thought oh I don't know if I can I don't know if that's really my my thing watching a documentary about Northern Ireland anyway it turns out it absolutely is so it's um it's a Talking Heads documentary and it's talking to people from all aspects of the troubles in Northern Ireland, whether they be members, ex-members of the IRA or the UVF, um, people who have lost people that they love, just just people from all aspects, ex-police ex officers, um, people in the army, in the, in the British army. And that's just a Talking Heads uh, documentary and it's talking about where they are now and who they were then how they how they felt then and how they feel now and it's it's absolutely incredible so um yeah it's so it's all unheard testimonies from all sides of the conflict and in the make and it's from the makers of um once upon a time in iraq and i've really enjoyed it and i think it's just really interesting the way 
there, you know, so much hatred. So, and also there's, you know, obviously there's footage of um, uh, box pops and uh, news footage and what have you from the past. But it's what is so interesting about it is the vehement hatred that each side has for the mm. other. And how the justification for doing horrific things was seen as, yeah, yeah, well, fuck them. They deserved it, you know? And then you talk to that person 25 years later and they're like, I can't believe I even thought that. That just tells you how, you know, how intense the hatred was and how, um, you know, that sectarianism, uh, which still exists, obviously it hasn't gone away, um, but for most people in Northern Ireland, they just want to live happily side by side with each other. But the very idea that you would be in a room with a Protestant if you're a Catholic or if you and vice versa, once the troubles began, um, it just shows, uh, you know, how quickly uh, it can rise from from zero to absolutely uh, firebombing each other uh, and committing horrific atrocities. But I, I really enjoyed it and I think it's an it's it's a must watch. And I think it's a must watch, particularly for British people, because we do not and we have not been told, unless you did history, um, I think that, you know, unless you studied history and that particular part of history was being explored, we don't know what was going on really in the Troubles. We don't. We don't I don't I realised I don't really remember how it started. No, I mean, like in Britain, because um, I was around, obviously, despite being 38, I was around when the troubles were going on. And in Britain... So was I. In Britain, no, so was no, I. you just got the idea that, that Catholics and Protestants were just fighting each other. You had no idea the history because Northern Irish history is not taught in Britain at all. And so um, you just had no idea of the background. You had no idea of the civil rights movement that, you know, that was going on in, or how different you were treated if you're Protestant or Catholic. No idea whatsoever. And it was just this idea that the Catholics and Protestants were just fighting each other for no particular reason, which was complete nonsense. And I remember being as ignorant as everybody else because we, you know, we didn't know what the troubles really were about. And then I, I went to uni and I talked to, I made some glib comments with this Northern Irish student who then gave me a pot, potted history of, of Northern Ireland. I was like, oh, well, that's put me in my place because I, I was totally ignorant. And, you know, we just didn't get the background of it. It was just something that the Northern Irish did. And I grew up with loads of Southern Irish because we you know, in the area that I lived in London. And they, we got on fine with them. We were like, what's, you know, we were like, I was thinking to myself, why's the problem? Because all my mum's friends, my mum, dad's friends were Southern Irish, you know, Catholics, and we're Presbyterian Scots. So it, it's, it was just complete ignorance in Britain. British history is not taught in England. It's, it's English history that's taught in England. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and, and so I think it's um, the individual's responsibility to go out and find out more. And so this, you'll be very happy to hear that <laughs> this documentary uh, fills in all of those gaps. So watch it. I, th I, I think it's six episodes. I've only seen four. Uh, it might be five episodes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Go out and watch it. It's absolutely brilliant. It's really engaging. It's really moving. Oh, it makes you think about all the other crap that's going on in various different parts of the world. And you think, I don't even know how that Good Friday Agreement was made, but thank God it was. And what's scary is the way that the, the, the British government just ignored the Good Friday Agreement. And now just trying agreement. to un yeah, undermine it. I mean, you just think you... Because they don't care. They don't care about what happens in Ireland. No. Or in Northern Ireland. No, this government doesn't care about what happens here. Oh, no, that's what true. in Ireland. Uh, so, um, anyway... That's my recommendation. Alison, I believe you have a horror up your sleeve. Something a little bit lighter, Tory everyone. Tory party conference. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a horror movie. Uh, that was a horror day. Um, yeah, okay. Because uh, <laughs> I was thinking about, look, there's so many horror movies that obviously have elements of sex in it. So I was like, all right, let's think about sex. So I went with something. Let's think about sex, baby. baby. Something absolutely ridiculous. Also, thank you very much for pulling up that reference, Maureen. Uh, that's a great, that is early <laughs> 90s. That is like peak of my happy days. Uh, so this movie, 1992, uh, it is a classic Stephen King novel remake. It is Sleepwalkers, everyone. Oh, I think I've actually seen that. Yeah. Uh, why am I recommending Sleepwalkers? Well, listen, here we go. Here's the story. 
a nomadic mother-son duo of energy vampires settle in a remote town and hunt for virgin women to feed on. They soon find their new victim in Tanya Robertson, a girl in high school. Oh, God, this looks so bad. The makeup <laughs> in it is the worst you've ever seen. The, I haven't seen this. When they become <laughs> cats. So they're, they're cat-like energy vampires. Um, it You're is, not selling it, Alison. You're no, really not selling but, it. <laughs> but look, at if you just want something absolutely ridiculous that is like, <laughs> what is the term fodder for the brain? Would that be it just ridiculous nonsense that is <laughs> sleepwalkers, everyone. Energy vampires that look like plasticine cats. It is. <laughs> it is. It, it is. <laughs> And when you say plasticine cats, I am you describing it perfectly. Absolutely mean. Nailed it. Cats. Clay cat. Uh, yeah, it's. it's Shannon, so... you be watching this tonight with Chloe? <laughs> I I don't think I will. Um, it gets twenty nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Don't know that. That's more than, more than I thought it would. <laughs> yeah. But four and a half yeah. out of five on Amazon. Yeah. And 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. So I'm, lots yeah. to look at there. There's uh, Machen <laughs> Amick. Remember her? My God, she's in it. Ron Perlman. Oh, Stephen right, yeah. King makes an appearance, no less. Thank you. Stephen King always makes an appearance in all of his films, which I do love. Alice Cree- Creech? Is that her? Yeah, she's, she's great. She's Krieger. Alice Krieger. Yeah. She's great at being a creepster. She is so good in this. She actually has just a natural cat look to her, so it does help she's with the makeup. She's very feline, actually, Alice Krieger. She's... Um, yeah. So she's in it. Look, and she's a sexy mom. She's a sexy mom in this movie. If I do say cat mom, sexy cat. Maureen, you're into cats. You'll love this. No, like, I've got I, enough of this with Jamie. <laughs> I'm trying to keep him off the. I'm trying to keep her. Keep misgendering her. Keep trying to keep her off the, the blinking computer. Well, do you know what's interesting, Maureen? You know how cats keep coming to your house in this movie because uh, yeah, they they're do. cat-like vampires. But actually, cats are their enemy. Cats are the thing that destroy them. Oh. But cats are drawn to them. So, so often they look out their windows and there's just cats everywhere. And I was like, that is Maureen like an energy vampire? Because it sounds like that's what's happening. They're just gathering that's, around. That's why I'm always tired. That's why I'm always tired. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's tired, Maureen's peppy. You can tell they've done shows together. When we're together, Maureen's a peppy one, and I'm flipping exhausted. Um, She's an energy vampire, everyone. Uh, I knew Yeah, it. so Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers, 1992, absolute trash. If you just want a nonsense bad horror movie, this is up there in one of my favorite bad horror movies. So right. give it a go. Yeah, Alison, thank you so much for your horror recommendation. You're welcome. Maureen Younger. Here she is. She has a corner. It is full of things that we would like to put in our mouths. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Whoa, saying. Wow, wait, wait, wait. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I ever do uh, <laughs> internet dating, that's going to be my uh, going to cultural corner. Thanks for that wonderful <laughs> intro, Jen. Um, I'm so sorry. I feel really unwell now. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> th- thanks. Even better. Thank you for digging your hole even deeper. Right. The cultural corner for this week is uh, Michael Caine because he's just announced he's retiring at the age of 90. Yes. What a great idea, Maureen. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. He's retiring. Great and he's one. one of the biggest British film stars ever. He was also an international global superstar and he broke a lot of barriers. I mean, people, we were talking about class the other week. Um, he was probably the first actor to have a working class accent and be a major film star because people who played Cockney's leading cock leading role as a Cockney were usually posh people who put on a Cockney accent and before him Cockneys were like hello governor you were Johnny Cockney do you know what I mean it was you know they had a very patronizing view towards working class people and he was the first guy who really had a didn't do RP just spoke uh, working class I mean it came at the right time it came in the 60s and he portrayed working class and gangsters differently um because when he, he in get carter um he played a gangster and up to then british, gangsters and british movies have been like either funny or a bit of a buffoon and he grew up in the east end he, he said that's not that's not how gangsters are and if you ever watched get carter um it's a really hard hitting film and he's a he's a, he's he's a real tough guy in it so he basically ironically he became uh, first famous in zulu which is a great movie uh, in 1964 about Rourke's Reef, uh, is it Rourke's Riff in 
Yeah, South, I've seen it. It, 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 South Africa, South Africa. He's so young. He's in so that. young, and he plays a posh officer. And they were saying the reason that he got the role was he was, originally was up for a Cockney part, was because Cy Enfield was an American and didn't realise about the class differences in in Britain. Didn't realise that somebody with a Cockney accent would be asked to play an officer. You know, they'd be limited to what they were doing. And he said, "Can you play posh?" And he went, "Yeah." And he's really good as the posh. It's very clipped. Yeah, very good as the posh officer in Zulu. And then in 1965, this is what made him a big star. He played Harry Palmer in uh, the Ipcris file, which was like um, a, a, a antidote, an, antidote or whatever to uh, to the Bond movies because he plays this really down. <gasps> it's like a, he's and he had glasses on because he he did said he saw what happened to Sean Connery and he became stuck in Bond. So he had glasses on as Harry Palmer, so that became big. He could just take the glasses off and be in some be somebody else do you know what I mean yeah yeah but oh. but that's a really good fight if you haven't seen them the Harry Palmer films are very good 1966 became massive you did Alfie which I wouldn't say is the in the vanguard of the feminist movement as a, as a movie I hate that film yeah. didn't he win an Oscar for that no 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 I think he might be nominated he didn't win an Oscar but it is it's off its time it's not very yes. pro women. It's very off its no. time. But um, I, he's very good in it. Hanging on about that in the nineties, everyone was like, "Oh, because I think they did a remake they, with Jude they Law." They did do they? a remake with Jude Law, and so everyone was going on about it. So I finally watched it and was like, "Yeah, what? He's he's awful in it uh, as a character. He's great as an actor, but he's awful. It's an awful character. But it was, I suppose, um, symptomatic of kind of how men thought in the sixties. Which is very depressing. Um, I think I think it's a lot of men think now. Yeah, to be true. And then I there's also this is like the, one of the most British uh, heist movies ever, The Italian Job. Oh yeah. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors the bloody off. Bloody doors off. <laughs> Have you seen it, Alison? I know, but I know of it. I know that quote. Does he really yeah. actually say that? He does actually say it's... that. Yeah. You're only supposed right. to blow the bloody doors off. I mean, it's complete nonsense. You've got no coward as a as a chief gangster. I mean, you know, it is very... But Michael Caine said he went to the cinema, there was nothing amusing on. And he thought, that's what I want to make. I want to make an amusing movie. And it is very, it's very entertaining. Um, one of my favourites is The Man Who Would Be King with Sean Connery from 1975, directed by John Huston. And they play two soldiers who kind of get... I think it's in Afghanistan or somewhere around there. And uh, Sean Connery gets made a king. They think he's a, they think he's a god. And right. and it's about their friendship. I don't and think I've seen that. Oh, it's a really, really good movie. They're really good together. A Bridge Too Far from 1977, which is about the Arnhem um, attempt by the Brits and Americans to take Holland during the Second World War, and he plays a he plays an officer in that. Um, educating Rita, of course, 1983. Oh, that is an absolute classic and julie walters she's so oh, she's, young in it uh, and she's fantastic she was oscar nominated for she's that. amazing she's yeah. amazing yeah, she but was. he's really good he's really good as the teacher the drunk teacher um who gets edu- actually in the end gets educated by rita but i he's brilliant in that absolutely brilliant um then he got he got oscar best support actors for hannah and her sisters which is a woody allen movie and cider house rules Obviously, he played Batman in 2005. No, he didn't play Batman. He was in Batman. He did not play Batman. I was like, wait a minute. He did. I don't remember. He played that Alfred. A, that was a different version. <laughs> Old Codger <laughs> plays Batman. So he played Alfred in Batman. And, um, <laughs> he's got a film out now with Glenda Jackson called The Great Escaper, which is a true life story of a British World War II veteran who kind of escaped from his nursing home to attend the 70th anniversary of D-Day. So that's released uh, now. So you can see that now in the cinemas. And also uh, mention his workshop, which you can get on YouTube, where he gives a workshop to students about uh, screen acting. And it's probably the best workshop on screen acting you could probably look at. Because if anything, he knows how to act act for screen. And he gives you such good advice. So if you're doing some screen acting and you're new to it, I would recommend watching that. It's absolutely brilliant and it's available on YouTube. Thank you very much, Maureen Younger, for your cultural corner. That was a very comprehensive list of uh, Michael Caine's uh, back catalogue. And uh, a lot of that you can get on, I imagine you can stream on various different yeah. platforms. Well, anyway, Google it. Do, do, do some work, for heaven's sake. Um, but Maureen Younger, thank you very much for letting us know who uh, the that new Batman is. Batman <laughs> 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 oh, it's lovely to see Jamie. Oh, we've missed Jamie's there as well now. Maureen has moved her screen around to allow us to see the little cat. 
sitting on the cat tree. Oh, so happy. Hashtag living her best life. So happy. Little kitten. Not a care in the world. But what we want to hear about now is cares. We want to hear about cares. We want to hear about things that are obnoxious. We want to th- hear about things that are that are bugging us. Jen, Jen, tell us, what's, what's getting your goat this week? Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And do you know who I blame? Society. (laughs) Well, uh, it's probably me, actually. Um, (laughs) Are you getting your own goat? (laughs) Every now and again, uh, we have to point the lens inwards, don't we? Do you you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think today's the day uh, where you have to acknowledge some things about yourself. And uh, I am annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maureen. Sorry, All right. I'm agreeing uh, with Jen. No, it's important. <laughs> Thank you, Maureen. Finally, she's agreeing with me. Do you know, it's taken a long time for her to agree with anything I've ever said. Oh, God. All right. Um, I, uh, I, I'm losing everything. I cannot find anything. <laughs> I don't know where anything is. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. I leave the house. I'm like, where are my keys? Where are my phone? Who am I? Where are my trousers? I... I think in the last week have lost, I've been late um, because I lost my keys. Then I stayed at a friend's house. I lost their keys. Then I couldn't find my wallet. Then I found my wallet, but couldn't find the card I needed. It was in my wallet. I had no idea what I'd done with the card. I did have the wallet, but no bloody card. I never can find my glasses. I don't know where my glasses are. My phone, my phone. Constantly no idea where my phone is. Whenever I leave a hotel room, you can guarantee I've left something in there. <laughs> guarantee. Have yet to leave a hotel room without leaving an item that I possess that I either have to ask the hotel room to send to me or go, oh, well, I guess those pyjamas are gone. <laughs> um, I can't take it anymore. And everyone's always very um, patient with me. Jen, it's because you're a bit run down, but maybe you should think about writing a list. And I always say... Absolutely, God, you're re- you're right. I should write a list. Do you know what? The next time I'm staying at a hotel, I'm going to write a list, and then I'm going to tick the list off to make sure I have all of the things that I need. Do I write a list? No, I don't write a list. I turn up and go. Yeah, I think I'll be able to wing it. No, I can't wing it. I can't. So that's me getting my goat. Um, is uh, is that? <laughs> there we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to think maybe I have ADD because I, you know, without the hype a bit, because I never know where anything is. I just completely, I'll walk into a room and go, why am I coming here? I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, sometimes what I find really frustrating, and I don't know if you can relate to this, is when you have something, it's in your hand and you go, oh, right, okay. And then something distracts you, you go, oh, I've just got to quickly uh, do this. And then you go, oh, <laughs> Where's that thing that I had in my hand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That thing that I had in my hand, what did I do with it? Oh, wait mm-hmm. a second. And then you're searching. You'll search the house. You're from top to bottom. You'll be tearing everything apart going, where is it? Where the hell is this bloody thing? And all you've done is you've just put it up on a little shelf that you never usually put it on. Yeah, yeah. But you then have to look for it for an hour, even though... So then you're late for wherever you've got to get to because you need that little thing before you leave the house. So that's where I'm at with myself in myself, about myself, uh, I'm myself is annoying, is what I'm saying. You know, as far as self goats go, I'll let you. I'll let you have that one because it's not. You know, if you were going to be down on yourself, I was going to jump in, but I will allow you to be agitated with the fact that you are forgetting some things. It can be annoying. Yeah. Apple Apple tags. Let's buy you a bunch of Apple tags and tag every I, th- I single one of your tiles, possessions. Those tile things. That's what I do. You, yes. you got them, probably never used them, but I do that with my phone and. Because if you find your, yeah. so for my keys, I, I can press the app. And then alternatively, if you can't find your phone, which is sometimes often I do and it's on silent, you can press <laughs> the key and the, 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 the phone will ring. Yeah. You've got those. I gave them to you. Yeah. So it does help to. Which you didn't like. Which you didn't, which you <laughs> didn't like. Those. You didn't really appreciate. She lost them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, do you know what, Warren? I'm just having a little rummage in here. I'm sure it's in here somewhere. Yeah. 
They do help. They do help. She's lost them. <laughs> I know. Exactly. She has <laughs> <laughs> what, Alex? <laughs> you need to tile Close your tiles. Somewhere. I have lost them. Close okay. somewhere. It will be, it will be squirreled but away But you know, that would be quite place. good to do. Is I, when I go away, I put one in my bag. Oh. Yeah, I would put one on your computer, yeah. your headphones, uh, and your phone, anything that is, you know, the, the yeah. essentials. Right. Pajamas, they come and go, Jen. Come and I also want to say, bless go. you, look at you've left phone chargers around around the UK for people to use. So I think you're a good person. Yeah, yeah I left, my, there, I left my Mac charger at Karen. She's found it. That's quite. Oh, well, that's good. You can get that back. But I've lost um, about six phone chargers on this tour. <laughs> But there's a lot of cleaning ladies out there that are very grateful for the phone chargers that they know. Well, only if they've got a Samsung. Uh, if they've got an Android phone, which I've noticed nobody does. Everyone's got an iPhone. Then um, help yourselves. Well, hey, look, none of us are perfect. That's the thing that we, that, that's the takeaway, isn't it? I know a lot of people have been listening to this podcast for a long time thinking, Jen seems to have got it all figured out and she seems perfection personified. Turns out, no, I also get things wrong. So there we are. Well, let's knock this one on the head because normally we would end it with perfection, which is, of course, the goat bit, because that is obviously the best bit of the show. No offence, you guys. But today we can all admit that um, I'm not perfect. You're welcome. (laughs) Maureen, your face, you look like you're going to punch me. (laughs) Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.